It's time for Talking Tauntauns! Your Star Wars source at AIPTcomics.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Tauntauns. I am Jim Lahane, and with me as always is Nicole Herview. Hello there. Hello, how are you doing, Nicole? I am so tired, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I'm good though, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, setting up a chopping station to split logs. And so that was part of my job today was setting things up and actually splitting logs. And you know, like all the visuals of lumberjacks are always these big oh, beefy sure. guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a reason. Like my mm-hmm. my my shoulders are sore, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and you know there's some sort of not hubris, um, the hum, humbling humbling factor mm-hmm. when I take an axe and I hit a log and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So we got a couple of um, business uh, business topics to bring up uh, at the top of the show. You'll notice that uh, it's been a few weeks since we've had an episode. And it's been there's... a few weeks since you heard from me. It doesn't work. I can't do it. If it's not one week, I can't make the reference. No, no. Go on, that, was, sorry. That, that was that was a failure. Um, yeah, it's been a few weeks since we've had an episode released, and there's a reason for that. Uh, we actually did record an episode a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. but then things happened. Then I yelled, Jim, pull the plug, Jim, pull the plug. Holy crap, Jim, pull the plug. <laughs> so I'll let, I'll let Nicole, Nicole explain Hi. Uh, yeah, there's... what our, uh, our, our combined stance on this is. Yeah, so... Obviously, I will speak for us for a minute and then myself, um, because, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Jim. But um, we did speak at length in the episode that we recorded, but you won't ever hear that because if we do ever post it, the beginning won't, we'll be cutting that out. But um, we had started recording an episode probably 24 to 48 hours after um, SAG-AFTRA. Uh, announced they were striking and they were joining the wga um because oh my god by now you know the story there is so much going on um in the studios right now um yeah and the writers the actors they are currently striking um and the conversation should have been about that the conversation should have been about them but for some reason, something happened, which I won't get into. And the conversation shifted to how do content creators respond to this? What's okay for us to do? And what's not okay for us to do? And what's weird is we we are in that category. Jim, that's us. Um, I create content. We create and, content. And do you know how much we get paid for this? Nothing. We don't. Uh, and we yet, don't. <laughs> and here we and are. Yet we're in some so, solidarity. <laughs> yes. So um, SAG-AFTRA asked that um, content creators, there's a weird line, but basically they have asked us to uh, refrain from promoting, paid or not, any media that is struck 
or would be struck if it came out today. So in kind so of clarifying that would be like basically any TV, any anything, movies. anything that's come out from a major studio. Yeah, is, is a no go. Um, now, then what is promotion? talking about it at all is technically promotion so there if you know anything about me and one day we'll talk about it there are two movies that came out in the last like week and a half that i uh, are very important to me emotionally and i can't even like write about it i can't talk about it and i can't but that's a small sacrifice to make when so much is on the line but in solidarity with the writers, with the actors, with all the people in Hollywood who are striking right now, we will be refraining from speaking about um, that work that is being struck um, and past stuff that would be struck if it came out today. Um, considering we are a Star Wars podcast, that's a wide net <laughs> that yeah, we're not, so- not to speak about. Um, so, you know, th- there's news that's been coming coming out that we're not going to speak about because that could be construed as promotion for these projects. There is a major show coming out that we've talked about many times. If you know anything about me, you know how excited I am. And I believe Jib, you are as well for it. We likely will not be talking about it at least as it comes out until the strike is resolved, because obviously I'll speak for myself. Now I stand in complete solidarity with the actors, with the writers, all of the people in Hollywood right now not working, um, famous and not famous, especially not famous, especially the ones who, you know, don't make enough money to get SAG's um, health benefits, um, which you have to, I believe it's 20000 Don't quote me on that. I believe it's, you have to make $20,000 to qualify for health care through SAG. And I, it's a stupid amount of people who do not, like, it, it's the majority of actors i'm getting the stats wrong i apologize but these are easily findable um dollars there it is and the percentage of actors who do not make that it's high um it's the majority of them so if you think this is about rich people you're wrong like <laughs> is what i'm saying this is not about the ben uh ben afflecks of the world or who what have you this is not about margot robbie you know, this is about, you know, all the background actors and basically uh, one of the biggest linchpins, the ex- like, you know, examples that they were putting out is um, they, were th- they were trying to put into contracts that they could scan a background actor, pay them for one day of work and then use their image in perpetuity forever and only pay them for one day of work. Which, um, from what I've heard, is like 200 bucks. It's disgusting. It's absolutely repulsive. Um, as a creative, obviously I have bigger stakes in this, um, but it is absolutely disgusting behavior. And I don't remember if we published an episode where I was excited about a certain CEO being reinstated. And then like two days later, he said some really stupid stuff. Yeah. Not thrilled with him right now, but anyway, I won't. Anyway. Anyway, the point is... It's been a minute since he was reinstated to the time yeah, when he was spouting off... Being stupid. Dumb No, things. I mean, he signed for another couple years, year? I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's he, They extended his contract yet. Anyway, the point is, we will now be talking about books, comics, and games. 
and stuff adjacent to Star Wars. Maybe the parks? I think the parks. Um... Maybe. I don't know. I think that's fine. Um, so if it's weird for a minute, guys, stick with us. Um, it might just mean we post less. Who knows? But just stick with us. We're going to ride this out while um, staying as um, cohesive with the strikes and the uh, rules that those mean. Hello? Words? The rules that that instates, the rules associated with the strike... We're trying to remain compliant here, <laughs> so so bear with us, um, because obviously our, you know, we're on their side. Jim, yes, no, maybe, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm definitely on their side. I'm sure we are both on their side. Um, so we're going to be uh, navigating that in real time. How's that? Was that coherent? Because I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Very coherent. Yes, Thanks. I was looking up the the percentage, and the problem is, is I, I was finding finding the inverse of the percentage. It was saying sure. of the number of people who qualify, and I'm like that. The, and I wasn't actually reading the mm. content. I was just looking for numbers. Um, yeah. And so, so that's why it didn't pop up. It, it's yeah. only twelve point seven percent of members qualify for the healthcare plan. I was and gonna so say I think it's eighty something percent don't. So it'd so, be yeah. eighty seven. Point three percent don't. So eighty-seven point three percent of the people in SAG-AFTRA do not make twenty-six thousand dollars a year. So that's what we're talking about here. And if you think about that, uh, the average earnings in this country, I believe, are fifty-six thousand dollars mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We assume, I mean, in order to live in this country, they probably have multiple, you know, jobs. But these are not millionaires, is the point, you know? Um, anyway, yeah. That's a yes. heck of a statistic. So, yes. Uh, like I said, we recorded an episode a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, the news would no longer be relevant. So, yeah, we're probably going to get rid of that once the strike is resolved. You will hear the other half. Uh, because Eventually. I thought it, I, I think it was really good. We did yeah. a good job, and we did so great. you can you you can um, be excited for content that'll eventually come down the road. Yeah. We do have a few things planned that we will be able to do. We got three episodes planned in August mm-hmm. um, of stuff that we will be able to talk about. That uh, yeah, so it's uh, I don't want to um, state what they are because plans change, and yeah. every, anytime it's I actually summer. mentioned what's going on, it will not happen. <laughs> Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, I will say, live, I am very close to to beating Fallen Order, so maybe oh. we talk about that. <laughs> You're gonna make me actually like hook up my Xbox, aren't you? It's it's a great game. That is oh. that is a great game. So maybe maybe that's something to chat about. Well, um, the, the the wife and child are going on a trip for a week, uh, leaving me home alone for at least part of that week. Mm. So uh, I'll I'll have to I'll have to uh, hook that up. I, yeah, I, there we go. Yeah, um, I've uh, also I've been going back through all our old episodes, trying to quantify a lot of information, and mm. I realized something while I was going back through those. No, what's that? And it's part of the reason why, like, you get busy, I get busy. Mm-hmm. I I will not do an episode by myself. I just sure. won't. 
Sure, um, sure, sure. I I know people do podcasts where they are just talking heads, and I like I've listened to them. I think they're fine. I will not do it. And part mm-hmm. of the reason is is I like the discussion aspect of yeah. any of this. I like other point of view. This is why I also like love bringing on people that I know from across like any like uh, racial political yeah yes. walks of life. Um, because they have different points of view. And I love like talking about this stuff with them because you get a different point of view from what you're seeing. And this uh, kind of goes where when I um, was setting up the podcast originally with JJ and Connor, I had set it up as not um, talk. Uh, well, actually we weren't talking tauntauns, but uh, I set it up as um, when I did talking tauntauns, I said, um, not a Star Wars podcast. I put a Star Wars discussion. Because mm. I didn't want it to be just a podcast. I wanted it to mm. be discussions. And so that's mm. why um I like I like I like our I like our chats. And so that's why I like Aww. um I do like the chats. I won't I, I won't do it so like if there's a week where we can't get together for some reason, like last week, yes. um our schedules were literally direct opposites. Any days yeah. I could, mm-hmm. you couldn't, any days mm-hmm. you could, I couldn't. And that's it was, life. <laughs> and it was one of those. I'm like, it's just not going to happen. That yeah. And so that was uh, that was on top of the week where previously mm-hmm. we did the podcast and it didn't come out. And yeah. so it was one of those. I'm like, we're going a long time, but it's uh, extenuating circumstances at the time. Correct, correct, correct. But we are here. We're going to do what we can, and bear with us. All right. And with that, we do have some news. That we can actually talk about. Yeah, we do. Your Tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Hello, what have we here? So, as some people may know, San Diego Comic-Con was this past weekend, I believe. Four, maybe? What's time? I don't know. It might have been this past week. I think it was last weekend. Am I losing my mind? I don't know. Um, it's possible. Yes, it was. No, it was this. Wait, it's already July 31st. I missed a whole week. It was yeah. the previous weekend. That's what I thought. Okay, okay, okay. Time so, yes. is somewhat real still. Uh, somewhat. So, yes, it was July 20th to July 23rd. Uh, a lot of the major studios were not at Comic-Con. Yep. Uh, the actors were not at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... The reveals we have are mostly in the publishing realm. And even then, not a ton. It's, it's slim pickings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know uh, a lot from the reveals, but also kind of general news that uh, the High Republic Phase 2 is now finished, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, there may be one more book. I'm, 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 I still have one more book to read. I don't know if it came out yet or not. Uh, but the, they're gearing up for phase three, which will start later this year. Um, if I'm right, it's either in o- late October, early November, I believe is when phase three is. Headed. So in a couple months. Yeah. in a couple months from now, because mm-hmm. we're right now, if that last high Republic book, I'll probably have to double check that hasn't come out yet. It should be real soon. Right. Um, and yeah, so most of the San Diego Comic-Con reveals, uh, they have a list of 10 reveals from the Lucasfilm publishing panel. 
Six of them are the High Republic. Yeah. Of those six, one, two, three, three are comics, and then a couple books, and then one is a character, uh, what's a character encyclopedia. And so we get you kind of get a, a look at uh, mostly of where they're going. I believe I read that it takes place about a, f- a year after uh, the fall of Starlight Beacon, which was the last book of Phase Phase One. Phase One. I get mm-hmm. Phase waves. I get confused on which what they're doing when they're doing it. Think the moon. Phases of the moon. As opposed to waves of the moon? There aren't waves of the moon. The way the moon creates waves. No, winds create, create waves. The moon creates tides. That's what I mean. <laughs> and the tides create the... Right? So, yes, in the oh, third... I'm not a scientist. In the third tide... Like the in the third tides <laughs> of... <laughs> of um, I didn't forget any words. Words are just gone now. <laughs> good all right so the third phase of the high republic uh begins with charles soul's uh shadows of starlight um which will examine the first year after the fall of starlight beacon and so i feel like that is going to be kind of our filler like this is because uh everything i saw was one year after and so it makes Mm -hmm. it seem like this is kind of in that filling year um and for anybody who hasn't read Phase Two but read Phase One, I think you're gonna be okay if you just That'd be skip. Me. Yeah, if you just skip yeah. Phase Two because, like, overall, I've enjoyed Phase Two. It has its highs and its lows, kind of like Phase One. But I don't mm-hmm. see how any of the storylines are gonna directly impact Phase Three, especially mm-hmm. since Phase Three obviously follows Phase One with the um, Nihil and the fall of uh, Starlight Beacon, whereas Phase Two, there's no Nihil. Um, you kind of had the some of the ancestors of the Roe family and the Santecas and all that, um, and you probably got like the beginnings of where um, the Nihil come from. But I don't see how this is going to impact three. Majorly, obviously, it's going to have some variety of impact. Mm-hmm. So, besides the High Republic, we got looks at two other comic series: uh, Dark Droids and Dark Droids D Squad. Both comics that I'm sure are very high on Nicole's list of. Well, I'll tell um, you what. <laughs> that second one is R2 Chopper and a Pit Droid. That's like the team. I might I might read that. Oh, I okay. Read that. Because, you are you kidding That's me? That's the D-Squad one. That's the, the Dark like, Droids D-Squad. You know what? They might have me there. They might They might have put together a little group that I can tolerate. Because none of them can talk. <laughs> and there's probably not going to be any dialogue at all. And I'm like, I don't have to hear, like, you know, um, exposition bot. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need, like, an ex... ex- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like all of those episodes, they're just like, here's a random character that can talk, and they're going to talk for everybody. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like a, reading it's different. They had a Chewbacca comic where they didn't translate Chewbacca. Mm. 
and um, it was rough. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> holiday specials. That'll show you how how rough that is. You know, um, woof. That's that's a rough time. <laughs> that is that is rough stuff. So then, yeah, like there's one more comic that they had um, highlighted: "Tales from the Death Star," mm-hmm. which is another Kevin Scott. Uh, Halloween-related series. Yeah, uh, it's Kevin. Kind of continuations of his. He does one of these yearly. Um, mm-hmm. The these horror horror-related comics, and then Dawn of Rebellion visual guide. Yay! And that's it. That'd be it. So I don't know if they are just uh, slim pickings or what's going on. Yeah. Trying to see when that last High Republic Phase 2 comes out. Unfortunately, Audible, unless you filter it, gives you podcasts in the book lists. Which you know what I don't want in my book lists? Podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah, I want podcasts in the podcasts bit. Yes, uh, Path of Vengeance was the last one. And apparently mm-hmm. I completely missed it because it came out uh, beginning of June. Oops. So, yes. Um, Rise of the Red Blade was the one that came out recently. Yeah. Within the last week or so. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully we'll at least talk about that one because that's. Yeah, I have a uh, list of books that we can talk about. <laughs> Here, <laughs> you well, may discuss these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, definitely that one. And then there's other books that I've wanted to read for a while, and this is a great excuse to do that. Well, if there's a, a um, an audiobook version of it uh, that gives me, uh, I can power through yeah. an audiobook uh, in a couple days, yeah. depending on what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm but specifically actually... talking about the, the Padme trilogy. I really yes. want to read the Padme trilogy. So. Um, anyway. Yes, and I, t- I talked to the author of the Padme trilogy, and she uh, would love to come on to the podcast as well. Get the hell out of here. Okay, cue us up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was waiting till you read them before I invited her on. Definitely, yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, but what are we talking about today, Jim? This is very important. All right, but today's topic, so going, like I said, I was going through old uh, old of our episodes, and we were trying out different um, segments, and I feel like our topic fixed one of the segments I came up with a long time ago, and we only did once. Oh, stop. It was Palpy's Picks. Excellent. Everything is going as planned. Get the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're going to do some Palpsy's picks? We're, we're going to do something like that. No? You, you, are, you, are you thumbs downing my... Uh, my, seg- my uh... Like Palpatine? Yeah. Pal- Palpatine's, Palpatine's, Palpatine's picks. Palpatine's like he, picks. If he picks a story, it's, you know, the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise. We're going to talk about our, you know, have you ever heard of the tale of? Our, our picks. That, those yes. are my three. Yes. We're, we're... <laughs> Real quick. So we, um, 
obviously limited on what we can talk about, decided that we were going to discuss some of our recommendations on what to read, especially Mm -hmm. summer reading time. It's a good time to pick up a good book. And I didn't know what you picked, but having read all of the Star Wars books, I can give you a list of at least 10 off the top of my head that I think... uh, um, I think would be fun depending on what uh, what mood you're in. Great. So you go first. I'm gonna go first. I picked three to talk about in depth, but you know maybe we talk about three and then list some more afterwards. But I'm gonna start with one that you might pick. So I'm just gonna get it off the board. Um, and I I have them all with me. So the first one is Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, because of course it is. Like. This is just for me to hold a book. I'm, I'm showing Jim the book. He knows what the book looks like. I'm holding it because I like a prop, okay? No one else can see it. It doesn't matter. This book is my favorite Star Wars book. This book, <laughs> there's a meme <laughs> of Markiplier going like, this is my favorite thing. I sit and I think about this all day long. Like, that, this, I, so, sometimes I stay awake at night and I think about this. This, that's this. That is this book. I love I love Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. It follows Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon in the years before episode one. And um, (laughs) (laughs) I literally just saw the blue screen of death in Nicole's eyes. Everything stopped. (laughs) Everything stopped. I was like, how do I do this? Anyway, before we see them on screen ever, there's this book. And it perfectly, perfectly encapsulates the relationship. It gives so much context and um, it makes the original source material better. And I adore Claudia Gray. We have had the honor of having her on. If you have not listened to that episode, what are you doing? It's, Pause it's this. not that old. Go listen to it. Come back. Like, yeah. what are you doing? It's, it's only it's, a couple of months ago that we had her on. And it. I still sit sometimes and it hits me that we did that. And I go, wow, I talked to Claudia Gray. And there's evidence um yeah so this is my favorite star wars book it is excellent i could not recommend it more if you've never read a star wars book for some reason this is a great one to get into um because it is so easy it is a pretty quick read as well um there's a yeah there's a lot of star wars books out there which you cannot jump into they're Mm -hmm. part of a series and like you need to read the whole series in order to get to them master and apprentice is not one of those books. Correct. It is easy to pick it up. I, I do enjoy it. It would not, if I had to pick one Claudia Gray Star Wars book, it would not be Master and Apprentice. Ooh, do you have one on your list or which? which it's you... not, Well, the problem is, is I keep recommending it. So I'm just trying to pick other books, but Lost Stars. Sure. Um, oh, would, yeah. I haven't read it yet, but yes, it's supposed would to be, be like the best thing in the world. It is literally her first star wars book it is mm-hmm. fantastic the manga adaptation is fantastic they're yeah. like everything is great about those books um that's a good one too we might have to do that we might have man- to do an episode on lost stars oh we've never yeah we've never done one um even before you came on we, we never did one i, I, w- I would love that. to dive back into lost stars yeah. I, it's uh i'm gonna make it- a list real quick hang on <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i can i fully i Fully support your Master and Apprentice uh, pick. I think that that book was great. It was kind of eye-opening because you could see, like, it made sense 
where she put Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in their relationship with each other based mm-hmm. on the Phantom Menace, but it's not something that I personally would have placed them there. Mm-hmm. It's That's like fair. it's like it's like one of those like, oh, this makes a lot of sense, but I would never have thought of it like that. Mm. And this is why I do not write Star Wars. I mean, take it takes a phenomenal writer to write Star Wars well. Like that is just yeah. That's the dream. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep saying that so I manifest it one day. I would. I want to very badly. Um, that is what I strive to be. So, um, and if I ever write anything half as good as this book, I'll be very pleased. All right. So off the top of my head, I'm actually going to pick a comic series. Oh, nice. So I'm okay. gonna be a little different. Okay. And it's actually a Legends comic series because. Yeah. Of all of the canon comics, nothing stands out in my mind off the top of my head because we've had an overabundance of okay um, mm-hmm. comics. Like some of them are really good, uh, like Dr. Afra and mm-hmm. the Darth Vader series are generally really good. But it's. I they, loved the Maul miniseries. The Darth yeah. Maul miniseries was so good. But they, Marvel has been putting out too much. Oh, sure. And it's been um, not the caliber that I would hope for. But the the comic series I'm going to recommend is Tales of the Jedi. Nice. Tales of the Jedi, for anybody who doesn't know, is one of the first comic series that Dark Horse put out. Uh, It started in, going to break my brain, maybe 93. Um, After they released... The Zahn trilogy, the Thrawn trilogy, whatever you want to call it, the original three uh, Zahn books, they, um, Kevin J. Anderson uh, wrote a series, the Jedi Jedi Academy series. Mm. This is all off the top of my head. I'm working. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's uh, my, my brain's working overtime. And so <laughs> I see the gears I'll, turning. I know. Um, a lot of the features that were in the Jedi Academy series uh, are what came up um, in Tales of the Jedi. And the comic series Dark Empire came out right about that same time. Um, the backgrounds of characters, so they kind of... Uh, Tom Tom Veach, who wrote the uh, Dark Empire series, kind of sprinkled in a lot of ancient Jedi lore. That's where the Tales of the Jedi came from. Mm-hmm. And the series as a whole is absolutely fantastic. Uh, on my other podcast, um, uh, Beyond the Fil- Star Wars Beyond the Films, we've been slowly kind of going through the entire series. And it was my favorite before that. And I, I again, going through it, it's like, it's been a few years. Did I actually really like it? And yeah, I, overall, I still really do like it. Um, because a lot of it still holds up. A lot of the artwork still holds up. The storyline, like going through the end, um, it's absolutely fantastic. I love it. I would recommend it to anyone. And it still fits in with the common canon, current canon, because it's so far back in time. There's nothing even close to it. In Even the High Republic isn't even close to it in uh, um, the current canon. So you could, you, you, could, you could put that down and go, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so all right 
what's your next one? My next one, and this is why I got so excited when you just said that the author of the Padme series wants to come on, is Ahsoka by E.K. Johnson, um, who wrote the Padme trilogy, and apparently who you you spoke to, and 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 we that's exciting for me. Um, I, t- I talked to her at Celebration. Uh, she was walking by, and I recognized her. She's great. Like, I love this author. Like, I think she's fantastic. Um, what she did for this character is, fan- like, amazing. Um, there's so much growth in Ahsoka in this book. And what I think is, I think is a YA book. Like... Yes. Yeah. Because um, she's a YA author, if I'm not... Not to pigeonhole her. She, she's phenomenal. General, could write, yeah. you know, any age group and a... a also, like, there is, I do want to get on a high horse for a second. There is a perception that YA is easier to write. It is not. Um, I've written an adult novel, and I'm currently writing a YA novel. It's like a new adult, so it's like right in between YA and adult. They're so hard to write. <laughs> like, just as hard as, you know, a quote-unquote adult novel. They are so challenging because you need to have a wider audience in mind. It is, it is, it is an art. To be able to write YA very well. And E.K. Johnston does it. Like, knocks it out of the park. The voice is excellent. The story is excellent. You get a nice little, like, queer love story. Like, an almost, an almost queer love story. It's very fun. (laughs) I really like it. It was beautiful. And, um, yeah, everyone is so brilliant. And, like, all the characters shine on the page. There's a lot of them. I will say that. There's a lot of them. And, um... Johnson makes them shine, all of them. And it's it's really it's really something else. And another really quick read. I, I kind of read this in like two days. Um it's brilliant. It's really brilliant. If you care for this character and you haven't read this book, could not recommend it enough. Um and I can't wait to see what she did with the Padme series. Because I think Ahsoka is pretty fleshed out, you know? In the source material, you know, clearly, you know, there was a a lot of screen time for this character, whereas Padme doesn't get as much. Not, like, not, she gets some, not as much. Um, So I'm really, really excited to see what, what Johnson does with her. So um, another one of my favorite, favorite, favorite authors for, in general, um, but really for Star Wars. She does such a good job and... um, yeah, so that's that's exciting because yeah. Ahsoka. So when she came out with Ahsoka, I really I really enjoyed Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, but her following books, uh, Queen's Shadow, Queen's Peril, and Queen's Hope. Yes. Each book, she gets better. Yeah, you I believe. Tell it. her writing style, like like in Ahsoka, she's still a little rough. A little and bit. She po- and she polishes it off after each book. And I think, like, mm. Queen's Peril and Queen's Hope, she's probably, like, they're on par with each other. But definitely, like, Queen's Shadow, um, she, you could just tell she, like, improved yeah. so much as an author between those books. And, like, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of enjoyed following, a, a following her writing style as she went along because she did get, like, progressively better. And I liked Ahsoka. I'm not even yeah. like, like downplaying it. Like I, I liked Ahsoka and she, it, like yeah. each book got better and I love the Padme books. I would recommend those in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Ahsoka. Ahsoka has kind of a contra- controversy now. 
because of Dave Filoni? Correct. (laughs) Um, I think, and I knew that obviously going into reading the book, and I like both of those stories for different reasons. And it is very obvious that to me, I don't know how Johnston feels about it or whatever, that Filoni took some inspiration from some of the elements of this story. So the way I heard it mm-hmm. was that Floney had his ideas. Mm-hmm. He gave his ideas to Johnston. Mm-hmm. And so they were both working off the same base ideas. Mm-hmm. But obviously you get two different storylines based on those, like the, that yeah. core ideas. And you could see it in the oh, yeah. um, uh, Tales of the Jedi. It, mm-hmm. obvi- ironically enough, um, mm. that the name of the cartoon series was Tales of the Jedi, <laughs> uh, where we get Ahsoka facing down the Sith Inquisitor. Yeah. That was part of the Ahsoka book. Like, really, mm-hmm. um, yes, it was important in the book, but it wasn't the whole book. Correct. And I know a lot of people got really upset at Dave Filoni's kind of skewing. Retconning. Yeah. Um, and listen, I feel like I saw Johnson say something about it, and she's kind of like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I for anybody who can't see that, which is I everybody, shrugged. shrugged. <laughs> uh, yeah, I shrugged. Shrug um, emoji. Yeah, that's kind of, from my memory, again, like, I, I'd have to go back on her social media and see what she said, but... Um, I vaguely remember her kind of shrugging and being like, it's like, it is what it is. Basically, not it's okay, but it is what it is, is the vibe I got from it at the time. Um, And yeah, I think that, I think that if we get too precious about which one is canon, we're like, we're really getting in the weeds because the, the themes of the story are the same, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, the general beats are similar and it, it seems to me like to talk about something we talked about with Claudia Gray a little bit, and it's something that I actually like, um, Claudia Gray's Haunted Mansion book hasn't come out yet, but I'm absolutely dying to read it. Um, but as we said with her, like there's different stories about the mansion And they can all be as true as each other and no one will ever know. And it's fine. And it's fine. They can contradict the heck out of each other. And they do. Like books that the publisher has put out from different authors say completely different things about the can. There are some beats that are the same, but the details are like completely different. And as Claudia said, that's how the ghosts want it. (laughs) and they would make sure that that's how that happened and i kind of love that and the mystery around that and i think it's kind of a similar vibe like it it gives this was a story told around a campfire Mm -hmm. and the beat stayed the same but the details changed based on who was telling it and it just doesn't bother me as much in this case, I don't know. I think they could both be true to the heart of the character because at the end of the day, whether the details happen that way or this way or whatever, she kind of had the same experience. So she'd be the same person. Yeah. 
ish ish so, you know but anyway so this is interesting um i figured wikipedia would have yeah. it like referenced and it does um so here's what uh she said on yep x mm-hmm. yeah it's fine not 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 the not uh, what uh formerly was known as twitter mm. oh jesus christmas there isn't a big conspiracy behind the changes in Ahsoka's story. Dave mm-hmm. approved the book six years ago and then kept working on her journey. It's frustrating mm-hmm. to see people gleefully declare my book non-canon instead of mm-hmm. just using their imagination like we did. Yeah. yeah. She gets so much flack online, and I don't <sighs> understand it. I have a feeling, a feeling... That it's because she's a woman writing Star Wars. Um, that's well, part I've of it. Also, I've also um, seen it from women online. Oh, definitely. Um, I think that there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there, but I think people get really precious about certain things, and specifically the sexuality of certain characters. And I know that there are themes in a lot of her work. You know, uh, just wait till you get to the Padme. That's uh, what I'm referencing. Hand- I kind of, I kind of know some stuff about the handmaidens. The um, handmaidens play a very large role um, yeah. in those books, especially Sabe. Yeah, I cannot As- wait. I cannot wait because I know that that character is is so well fleshed out in these books, um, and I have a feeling that there is a lot of external and internal misogyny and homophobia that is fueling the hate that Johnston gets because her work is great. And if this is the beginning, right? If this is where we start with Ahsoka and it is solid. Yes, there are moments. I I find moments in every book that I read that are not ideal and I still enjoy them, you know, and the, you know, she's, she's batting pretty high, you know, Um, her craft is great. And some people, can't see the forest for the trees. Um, and they get really, 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 really hung up on their own prejudices and they take it out on on the author. And it makes me very angry. Listen, I don't know what every single person who gives her crap has in their heart, but I have a feeling that there's a lot of that. So speaking of un- unduly hatred, mm, mm. my next choice. Oh, boy. Is going to be someone we, the an author we've had on the show a couple oh, of times. Lovely. The Last Jedi novelization. Who? Okay. <laughs> now you get my segue. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved The Last Jedi. It is my favorite Star Wars movie. Not that we're talking about the movies. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the book. Mm-hmm. And the book was just as good as the movie for me. And mm-hmm. I think it quote unquote fixed a lot of the problems that people were having with the movie. Mm-hmm. Not that I was one of them, but it's by Jason right. Fry. I was um, going to say, like, like I said, we've had, we've had him on the show a few times. Um, he's a great guy. He's a great writer. He's and fantastic. Mm-hmm. That, that, that book is like top notch. It's probably one of the best, uh, movie novelizations that there has been um along with like if anybody anybody who knows star wars movie novelizations would say episode three novelization which is also i would say a recommend um matthew stover uh the problem is is that one is 
non-canon. Mm. Or I guess the, the funny thing is the nov- movie novelizations for the first six movies are canon in as long they follow the movie. Ooh, so, so any devi- deviations are not canon. Any devi- any mm. of the parts that are not the movie. Right. Additional supplementary material. Are non-canon. Mm. Mm. And they they did this back in 2014 when they basically broke uh, Legends off of uh, canon. Right. And right. it was one of those funniest things. Like, So basically what you're telling me is that the novelizations are canon basically like a movie script is canon. <laughs> it's right. the only... Yes. <clears throat> That's interesting. And, and so while, yes, I love the episode three novelization, um, I think it's fantastic. I would still recommend the last Jedi novelization as a read over that. Um, a lot of the other novelizations are difficult, um, mm-hmm. especially the first, uh, or f- the four, five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. And even seven, Ooh. um, wasn't my favorite novelization. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I never read any of the novelizations, but you're selling this for me. They're like, you could literally like, I want to read Return of the Jedi. You don't need mm. to have read any of the other ones. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're so they're so based on the movies that you don't need to have like you can pick up whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so yes, I would, if you're going to read any of the novelizations, seven and three, maybe or not seven eight, uh, Last Jedi eight and three, nine I feel helps propel me a little more into liking that movie yeah but it's not going to if you hate nine the novelization is not going to fix that <laughs> right. Right, right right so what is your last one my last one ah. star wars galaxy's edge black spire by delilah s dawson i love this book i love this book because i am a disney parks nerd and i love what this book did to my first experience in Galaxy's Edge. This made me know exactly what Galaxy's Edge was before I stepped foot in it. And when I did, I knew who Oga was. I knew yeah. what Oga's deal was. So going to Oga's Cantina was the best. I, I like got emotional and started talking to the cast members, like the servers in the cantina, like, so what's what, how's Oga doing today? And like I like talk to them because like I know who she is, you know. Um, when I saw Vi, who's on the cover, she's the main character of the book. I knew who the heck she was because <laughs> there are so many people like who's that? And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I gotta tell you everything about her because um, she's she's canon. She's a she's the main character of this book, and she's she's a woman with short blue hair who's in the parks. And people don't know who she is. Everyone sees Ray and Chewie and like knows who they are. This is her. And this is her story. And um, it's basically about the finding of Black Spire Outpost. And as a resistance base. And it was so fun to read. It has its moments. But this, the experience of reading this and then a week later going to Galaxy's Edge. You must. It, you must. This is such good information. This is such a fun story. Phenomenal world building. And made that trip ten times better. 
And if you've been to Galaxy's Edge, you know how freaking good it is. Um, this made it better. Maybe like I understood. I think Ronto wraps are in this book, and I was so excited to eat one. <laughs> like there's things that are in this book that are details in the land that you're like, oh, and you see it, and it's. I've never, very rarely, it's happened a couple times where you read a book and then you get to go step into it. That's what this is. That's what this is. And um, what a moment. What an absolute delight. I I like Delilah S. Dawson's uh, writing style. And I'm excited to read Rise of the Red Blade because of this book in particular. Interesting tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, she was recently on Full of Sith. Uh, and, oh, stop. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, she dropped a tidbit of knowledge I didn't know. And I thought it was really cool. So Vimerati, who you mm-hmm. said is the uh, as the main character of the book. Yeah. She did not name Vimerati Vimerati. What is she, what what? I don't remember what the the name she had, but apparently Disney Parks contacted her and asked her if she could change the name to Vi. And is there she a had reason? Well, because Vimerati's in the parks, but she didn't know it was before Galaxy's Edge even opened. And she's I like, see. Why why is Disney Parks care about the name of a character in my Star Wars book? Oh, that's wild. That's interesting. Okay. So that's 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 an imagineer moment. Got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I, I I'm like, that is actually probably like if I was Delilah, I'd like that would be like the coolest thing ever. Like not only is a character I made in the parks, like Disney Parks kind of got involved in like the making yeah. of the like the naming of the character and stuff. Like it's I think Maride Marathi Vi Marathi. The last name stayed the same. They just changed mm-hmm. the first name. That's interesting, huh? Those details. That's the synergy that they. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. Very yeah, I love this book. I think that's very interesting. Um, yeah, so I didn't do this on purpose, but I picked three books written by women. Didn't do it on purpose. These just happen to be my three favorites. Um, the other one—they're all fantastic authors. It's not like they're so good. They just happen to be women as well. Yeah, which, it's not like you have you know, to like go on a ledge and go what's a good book written by a woman no i didn't this is what happened this is what i had this is what's up um i do want to give an honorary two honorary mentions to fallen star by claudia gray the last adult novel of phase one of the high republic and um dark disciple hang on i gotta look it up (laughs) oh who the author is yeah Oh, I don't have the book with me. I did me. know that um, off the time, top of my head at one point. Christy Golden. So yes. the other two books, <laughs> I believe, I believe, also women. Yes. Christy Golden is, is, uh, is a I'm woman. I'm just making yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 she also um, was one of the carryovers. There's not a lot of carryovers between Legends, Continuity, and the canon, um, just because it's also such a long time span. Um, but she is one that wrote in both continuities. So yeah, I also have a couple of notable mentions. Um, it, it's one of those, like, I'm not sure exactly where I want to like pin down my, my third choice because I'm going to recommend light of the Jedi. 
mm-hmm. as a notable mention because Light of the sure. Jedi, the first book of the High Republic series. And yeah. if you do not want to read the rest of the High Republic after reading Light of the Jedi, then you will not like the High Republic because Light of the Jedi is like a fantastic, it literally pulls you into the story. Yeah. And, and I said, if you do not like it, you probably want to want to won't want to read the rest of the High Republic. I and agree. that's fine. I agree with you. That as a horror, a horror lady, I love the third one. Like I had a soft spot for the third one. But yes, the fr- that they they are two of my favorite. They're in the oh, top the, ten. Both I love the the Fallen Star too. I, I absolutely yeah. love the Fallen Star. Excellent. Um, like it's, of all the Claudia Gray books, I think Bloodline is probably the one I like the least. Okay. And it's not because it wasn't a good book. It just wasn't a book for me. That's fair. And not all books are for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to look at... I I, still, I I got another honorable mention of Darth Plagueis, which okay. is a Legends book. Um, I think that one's absolutely fantastic. It gives you so much background on Darth Plagueis and Palpatine and kind of where Maul was going. It's all legends, mm. though. And so it's one of those, like, this is great, but it's not what the story is now. Yes, but I think it's the same thing as, like, a campfire like yeah. tale. You know, you can just enjoy the story in isolation. You like, if you, you want just a fantastic story, Darth Plagueis is great. Um, Heir of the Empire, I've recommended high up and down all the time. It's the first, oh, yeah. uh, first major... Um, book written in for canon after the movies. Uh, I still recommend it. It's not going to be my pick today because I've recommended it before. I'm going to go something completely different and Death Troopers. Wow, okay. Death Troopers is the first and really one of only two Star Wars horror novels. Yeah, that's Um, awesome. The other one being Red Harvest, which is a not really a prequel to Death Troopers, but it's called a prequel to Death Troopers. Um, uh, the author escapes me. Um, Joe Schreiber, mm. who is a horror author. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those books. It's just a fun, pointless Star Wars book that it takes place where... Um, I. I vaguely remember like Han and Lando lose the Falcon and they're stuck on a Star Destroyer with zombie Star Destroyers because of a virus that gets released. Um, and like it's it literally dumb Star Wars horror fun. Sounds great. You don't need to read anything else to understand it. It is a Legends book, but it doesn't matter. But the only the only issue with the book is that at the end of the book Han and Chewie I'm going to spoil this but it's not oh going to really matter Okay, Han and Chewie lose the Falcon Oh, and they never get it back in canon <laughs> Like, it, it, oh. there's no story where they get it back oops and so it's just one of those like and Palpatine returned yeah, and somehow Palpatine <laughs> returned, mm-hmm. and somehow they got the they got the Falcon back, and it was fine. And somehow they got the Falcon back. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So, but yeah, it's a it's a fun book. Like Legends, 
a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there who are diehard Legends fans, hate the Disney canon. Mm. There's a lot of people out there who are diehard Disney canon fans, hate the Legends. Both have their high points. Both have absolutely atrocious books. Mm-hmm. There is a series of books in Legends that almost quit Star Wars altogether. Oh, no. They were that bad. Oh, boy. When I was in, when I was working on my master's, I lived in Texas, and I got an inheritance. And so with my inheritance money, part of my inheritance money, I wanted to start collecting all the Star Wars stories. And so this is where it started. I wanted to read every Star Wars story and start collecting all the Star Wars stories. And so I, um, online uh, timelines were kind of in their infancy, and you, I found a couple, um, kind of pieced them together. And I found this one series, which doesn't really have a series name, but it's generally known as the Glove of Darth Vader series. And it is... Oh! It oh, is yeah. a... Mm-hmm. Like a chapter book would be, mm-hmm. I, I believe, the what they call them now, the, like a kid's chapter book. Mm-hmm. It is so bad that it made every other Star Wars story out there also bad in my head. Oh, no. And I'm like, if this is what they put out as a Star Wars story, do I want to keep reading any of these books? <laughs> mm. Mm. That's why. Wa- I've heard of that. I've heard of that. That they, exact... They- phenomena it is six books long i think i think six um and i hate them from the depths of my soul (laughs) oh buddy oh buddy what was the book that i got 50 pages into and then quit shadow Uh, of the empire yeah shadow shadow of the empire absolutely not (laughs) when i when i tell you absolutely not i tell you absolutely not like that's Shadows of the Empire is a book that has not aged well. I, that was so deeply unsettling to me. <laughs> I was like, this is like 900 pages, man. I ain't, I think it was 500. It, yeah, and it's definitely not 900, in, but it's, it's, and it's, I was a, like, it's enough. <laughs> it's absolutely, enough pages. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely. And listen, I go through books quick, okay? I'm reading a series right now, not not related to Star Wars at all. Um, and it's a series of five books. Only one of them is like short. Four of them though are like 700 plus pages. And I'm just like, like going through them. I'm like, and what? And that's still not as long as my book. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They're just very good. Um, yeah. I'm reading A Court of Thorns and Roses and it is something. It's something. That series is. Hmm. it's very good it's very good it's very good if you like uh fantasy romance it's very good i got very hyped up for me online and i was like surely surely it can't be this good it is it is it's that good good so yeah i'm on the third book of that series so that's that's my life right now and I'm reading them from the library, so I've only got two weeks to like finish each oh, one. Yeah. And it's like 700 pages, and I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, but every time I read the last like 250 pages in one shot, like every like in each book, that's been what's happening. So, anyway, that's always delightful. That's an entire Star Wars novel. Sometimes <laughs> just one shot. Let's go. Also read um, 
Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Same pretty much genre. Um, that was 500-ish pages, and I read it in a day. That was, I had a day off. I took a bunch of days for, like, mental health reasons. And one day I just read the whole day, and I read that book. That's what I did. So, um, those are some random other recommendations if you're looking for a fantasy romance, which we don't get a lot of <laughs> in Star Wars. Um, but since Star Wars and fantasy kind of, sh- it's they share a lot of elements. Like, you might like it. Who knows? I sure do. Yeah, my book, In Search of Lost Time, is a romance part of mm-hmm. it, mm. um, but not fantasy. Yeah. And it's, I don't read as fast as you. And I'm about, like, I've been reading it for two months, a month and a half. Mm. And I'm about 300 pages in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I and, mean, that's that's a normal-ish pace. Yeah, I, I'm, I try I'm to, insane. I, well, I try to read at least 10 pages a night, and it takes me a half hour to read 10 pages. Because oh, these well, are also... I mean, dense pages i was gonna say if they're dense pages like that's we're talking about a different thing you know what i mean uh akatar court of thorns and roses is pretty dense but like it's not it's not crazy it is technically listed under ya in a lot of um it's definitely new adult um but yeah it's so the the print's a little bigger not okay. a lot but a little not like i'm gonna use a visual just for jim we're not dealing with this. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with that. Um, not like big, sp- like double pa- double spaced pages with like size 15 font. Like that's not happening here. Um, we're talking single space uh, pages for sure. Let's see what you got. Yeah, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Same font size, but not quite. That's More uh, line the- breaks. More line breaks and dialogue for sure. Yeah, like, I'm starting to actually enjoy the book. Good. Which is good, because it's a long book. It, mm-hmm. It's funny, like, I try to figure out, um, I use audiobooks as a estimate on length. Yep, definitely. Because they're, regardless of font size or anything, yeah. your narrators are generally going to be talking at the same speed. Yes, right. So I can tell you, I can tell you the length of the books in the series. Hang on. Just for shh giggles um so in the series you've got court of thorns and roses the first one is 18 hours okay and then you have don't play it are you kidding hang on hang on a second my library that'll do it okay um yeah the first one no i'm yeah 18 hours and then uh court of mist and fury 2317 23 hours, 17 minutes. The one I'm reading right now, Court of Wings and Ruin, is 25 hours and 12 minutes. The Court of Frost and Starlight is the next one. That's 6 hours and 24 minutes. She's short. And then you've got Court of Silver Flames, the last one, 26 hours and 7 minutes. Yeah. So So that's that series. And then I'll look up Fourth Wing real quick. Go ahead. So In Search of Lost Time is broken up into different parts. Yeah. And like... I, I love the Everyman Library. If anybody who knows mm-hmm. um, books, the Everyman Library releases hardcover felt, like ha- hardcover felt books. And so these wow. are all, these are, I actually, I literally throw out the dust jackets on all of them. So my mm. bookshelf is full of 
these because they beautiful. all they all match. Yeah, and I um OCD in a way. <laughs> that is I, that is the nice aesthetic to have matching books. Oh, it, when books in a series don't match, drives me nuts. I'm like, well, who did this? Who uh, did this? I'll come back to that in a second. Um, <laughs> but the the books, so they try to condense the books not by editing, but by shrinking and cramming into mm-hmm. these the novels. Um, I was looking up the first part the first volume of this book i think was the audiobook doesn't you can't buy the audiobook for the entire in search of lost time mm. you can only buy it in of Chunks. these parts because they don't mm. they, the thing is so long the first book is 22 hours yep and yep. that's just literally the first book and i'm not yep. i'm i'm about two-thirds of the way through that first book. Right, right. Um, just for context, Fourth Wing is 21 hours, um, which is as long as Return of the King. So oh, I just really? looked it up. Return of the King, 21 hours. Two Towers is 20 hours. And Fellowship of the Ring is 22. So each of the Lord of the Rings books, right, to go back, Fourth Wing is one of them. And then the Akatar books are each like a, a Lord of the Rings book long. And the one I'm reading right now is longer than any of them. That's I right? always use uh, War and Peace. As, yeah, that's a good one. Let me see how long War and Peace is. I right believe now. it's like 40 hours because I had I had looked it up. Um, that one took me probably about five or six peace. months. Unabridged? We want the unabridged one? Yeah. About okay. 42 off the top of my head. 59. 59, okay. And then they broke out the epilogues. Because. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, unabridged like, is 59 hours. Yeah, War and Peace was one of those. I finished it and I went, <laughs> I finished this. Mm. Is it a great mm. book? No. But That's I how I feel about it. It's <laughs> like, absolutely not. Um, yeah, so basically, if you're ever wondering, the Akatar series is twice as long basically if you add it up it's a it's about 1.75 you know one and three quarters of war and peace so you could read war and peace almost twice in the time it takes for you to read this series so if anyone ever says anything about fantasy romance again i'm gonna fight them (laughs) like that is you know it's you know yes it's about fairies leave me alone (laughs) I see a lot of, um, we are so far off topic, but I don't care. But that's okay, um, books. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I'll see word counts. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a, to sell books based on word counts. So that's why you see a lot of that. So that's a, like 400,000 word. That's what's, a lot. What's a, uh, okay, 100,000. Is that a typical So uh, your typical adult novel is minimum 80,000. Like, my first book that I wrote is 83,000 words, and it's about 350 pages. So it's a little on the shorter side, but it's, yeah, YA is shorter. Um, But, yeah, your typical adult fiction piece, depending on genre, it very much depends on genre as well. Um, So the genre I was writing was around 80. That's like thriller is like around 80. Fantasy, let me look it up for you if we're talking about fantasy and sci-fi, right? 
um, fantasy and sci-fi um, word count. Fantasy word count. Fantasy is usually 90,000 to 120,000. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a graphic here. I'm going to try to find it. Bear with me. There was an infographic here. <laughs> Hang on. So, uh, according to the nope, nope, that's just uh, different books. Okay, here we go. Average word count. Um, literary novels. It's eighty six. Sci fi is ninety two. Fantasy is ninety four, ninety five ish. Uh, YA's are usually around eighty. Romance is usually like seventy eight. Thriller eighty three, which is exactly where mine was. Um, yeah, crime and mystery is like eighty. Um, so yeah, that's that's ish. That's so, approximation. So like depends on the genre, but usually you're under 100,000 words. Usually. Okay. War and Peace? Yeah. 587,000. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's my, basically <laughs> six times your average. Yeah. You know. My book 1.2 no. million. No. No. That is so many books. That is so much time. That is, I say that having just watched one, I'm on 100, I'm pointing to it because I'm about to go finish this episode. Episode 131 of a Critical Role campaign, and they're like three to four hours each. So you could do that math. So that's how much time I've invested in that. So I mean, I can't, I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum, but damn. It's on you could watch one piece. You could watch One Piece, the like longest, not probably not the longest anime, but is a notoriously long anime and manga. It's on the David's reading I, I and got, watching. I gotta, he loves I, it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read it. It's on my list. Yeah, he loves it. He has every book. So you ever want to talk to him about that? <laughs> no, I'm he talking about this book. My freaking book. Freaking loves it. Uh, this one as well. It's insane. <laughs> I thought you were talking about One Piece. I was like, hey, there you go. Um, that's insane. Bananas. Again, I I'm watching. I've watched. What's a hundred? Like the average is three ish hours. What's one hundred and thirty one? Oh no, what thirty one times three? Almost four hundred hours of D and D. So I mean, I can't. I can't talk. That's probably longer than it would take me to read this book. Yeah, it's almost four hundred hours of Dungeons and Dragons. That's I've a lot of, watched a lot of more Dungeons, Dungeons and, Dragons. and Dragons than most people have played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you've s- certainly, you know? you've certainly watched more than I've ever thought of Dungeons and yeah, Dragons. Yeah, uh, I love, I love it, man. I love it. such a dork. I'm, I, I'm going to New York Comic Con. Pretty much the only thing on my list the day I'm going because I'm only going one day is to see these people, and I paid to meet the dungeon master. The game master, the DM slash GM. I'm so excited. I'm gonna cry. And um, David is meeting you and McGregor. And I don't know which one of us is more excited. <laughs> like I'm so amped. Um, so that's a fun thing you didn't know about me, guys. Um, oh, we knew. You've talked about it before. Oh, have I? Sorry, my bad. We make fun of you in our heads, but it'd yeah, be inappropriate to say it out fine. loud. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay but i think that's enough yeah enough book talk yeah i i clearly love i you know this is what i do so i collect books i love books 
I read. I, I collect. I am a. I love I'm books. A, I'm a bibliophile. You see my, this is my to be read pile currently, right? Obviously, no one can see this, so you can cut this out. Um, this That's, is also my to be read pile. <laughs> like, this is, well, this, this is, is my to be read pile right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's absurd. Because <laughs> um, there's books behind that as well. So, um. All right. Anyway. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach Oy. us through email, chalkandtauntauns at aiptcomics.com. You can find us on X? Question mark. At talkingtauntauns. My favorite part is, what is the website for X? Is it x.com? No, it's twitter.com. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> so, Yeah. Whatever is going on with that, we're still there. I have not joined any of the other social medias because of of the hive hive situation. Yeah, yeah, I'm hesitant. Are we still doing threads? Are people still talking about threads, or is that Uh, dead as well? um, One of our upcoming guests has not had a good time in threads. Okay, so she uh, (laughs) she, she. she told me even to message her outside of Twitter because that's how I normally talk to her. She's like, uh, send me an email because I don't know what's going on in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. that's a shame. So, but yes. Uh, yes, you can find us there at Talking Tauntauns. You can join our Patreon through AAPT Comics and join us on Discord. You can leave us a five-star review in all of your favorite and non-favorite podcasting platforms. Please, thank you please and thank you and we will see you again next time